Hey guys, JC here. Wanted to direct your attention over to 3waytheater.com where I was able to have an exclusive interview with Michael Scully, co-writer and co-director of Kayfabe. It was great getting the opportunity to talk to Mike, uh, getting to delve a little bit into the making of Kayfabe as well as talking about his own wrestling fandom. Unfortunately, the interview took place after the three of us had already reviewed Kayfabe, so things might seem a little out of sync compared to the interview and the review. Nevertheless, head over to 3waytheater.com right now, check out that interview, and please get ready for Episode 8 of Kayfabe. I guess I never picked it up as being insidious, but like... Uh, that's Inception. Not oh, well, my mistake. It was never actually in the movie. <laughs> so it was in every fucking trailer since then. Yep. <laughs> Can we put uh, that as the um, trailer for the, this next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> So this week on Three Way Theater, you know I didn't really like this. I liked that a lot. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna yell at you, but just for no reason at all. Oh, the ham horn! And we've reached another ham horn podcast. All right, and we've lost two listeners. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if there's a comment before this episode airs, you can crack an egg over my head. All right, can I throw an egg? No, in your head? no, no, no. But you know what? Rui's so much happier. You know what? I'm just so, just so happy for him. Yeah. And I'm Mike Pava. And this has been Three Way Theater. That's good. That's good. Three Way Theater. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Three Way Theater. Yeah. Ha. You know. You know. Hey, y'all ready? Let's go. We all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics. Uh-huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics. Uh-huh. From ready to rumble, body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell it's our passion, now we into podcasting. Screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent. Yeah. Three-way theater, three the hard way. From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjay. Yeah. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to the three-way theater. So this week on Three Way Theater, you know, I didn't really like this. I liked that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to yell at you, but just for no reason at all. Oh, the ham horn! And we've reached another ham horn podcast. All right, and we've lost two listeners. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Rui's so much happier. You uh, know what? I'm so just so happy for him. Yeah. And I'm Mike Pava. And this has been Three Way Theater. <laughs> so that was our trailer. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Trailer's done. Uh-huh. So that's just pretty much a typical episode of Three Way Theater. I'd yeah, say so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a ham horn right. yelling at each other. Right. Me talking the whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I'll talk back here. Yeah, that's more like let me, it. Uh, let me talk a little bit on the uh, app. No, this is the podcast, and we're going to talk like this. Yes, we're going to talk just like this, guys. <laughs> Bringing that back. Bringing it back, Mike! It's oh, yeah. an old saying I used to say. Yeah, bring so, it back, um, Mike. So this is, what episode number is this? This is episode eight. Eight. Eight Man. is great. Yes. Seven just flew by. Yeah. I loved Seven so seven much. Seven was probably one of my like favorite episodes ever. Um, Our big Halloween special. Yeah, Mac cast crossover. Crossover. It was cray cray, guys. Okay, let's move right past that. Yeah. So, welcome to Three Way Theater. We're talking about the future now. That's right. Welcome to Three Way Theater, the podcast about pro wrestling movies. Pro wrestling movies and and pro wrestling wrestling movies. movies. Right. That's our tagline. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You gotta get it right. Gotta get the sound bite. Pay it right to pay the price. Ah, oh, fucking salute your shorts. Yeah. Right. So Zeke the Plumber, what a great episode that was. But it doesn't make sense because it's not Halloween anymore. So that's... Yeah, this isn't the Salute Your Shorts podcast. That's after we record this one, right? Yes. I do my best donkey lips impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I can yeah. see that. All right. Shut up, Budnick. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, Aww. actually, JC's Sponge. He was the kid with the bowl cut right. and the glasses. Yeah, mm. Mike paid his bud, Nick. Uh, all right, <laughs> I want to be sponge. You're sponge. Sh- shut up, or we'll give you an awful waffle. I'm oh. just glad that I'm sponge worthy. Oh, Seinfeld. Oh, hey guys. Does that count as a musical interview? Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right. No, that was that's what we missed in our opening intro. Yeah. Uh, we didn't break out into a random song. Yeah. Right. Shut the fuck up, Daisy. I'm gonna treat Daisy, stop trying to get in on this podcast. I'm gonna treat you like the best heel of the nineties, big boss man. <gasps> but actually, you know what? Daisy's a good segue. Because I want to talk a couple of three-way theater facts. In case you're wondering, my segue broke last time I used oh, it. Oh, no. You it, went off it a It fell cliff. off a cliff, so I actually don't have the segue So we'll anymore. never use the segue I, again. I don't know how you survived. <laughs> you went right off a cliff. You got right back up, though. Why still got up. Why were recording this outside <laughs> next to a cliff? I can't tell you. But And before he fell, he held up a sign that said, yikes. <laughs> but he also was just hanging there in the air <laughs> for like 10 seconds. Oh, I didn't know. I noticed that I was, uh, I didn't notice, I didn't start falling until I actually noticed. Yeah, 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 until he noticed. Right. He was driving straight through the <laughs> uh-huh. air until he looked down and then uh, what? he still kept going, but he did a double take. Right. Rookie mistake. Meep, meep. Ah, Speedy Gonzalez. No, well, that was, was, was Roadrunner. Runner. I know, that's more of an inside reference. My brother was doing uh, Speedy Gonzalez the other day and he went, meep, meep. And I'm like, that's Roadrunner. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, take that, Michael. Chuck Jones is going to be suing us soon. It's a, uh, Or Tex Avery is going to be pissed. We, uh, we, got, we got pulled from the... We got pulled from YouTube again because again? of that Pepe Le Pew oh my. Uh, Get out video. Of Are that you was kidding not, me? No, I'm. I our video podcast. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm. I, I'm really getting lazy with doing them because they immediately get pulled, Man. and I'm spending a day editing them just to get pulled immediately. But Ed- I editing, still love uploading, them. like yes. all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, again, I digress because I wanted to give you guys a couple of three-way theater facts. Oh. You know, our our podcast is still slow to start. We're the slowest growing podcast. You know what? In podcast history. Slow and steady wins the race. That's what I always I, say. I believe John Mulaney said it about his show, The Best. Uh, you get a very uh, small, unloyal fan base. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's us to a T. It really is. And so I wanted to throw a couple of cool tidbits, I thought, to you guys. You know, mm-hmm. that'd be okay. fun. Okay. So, um... 
I want to ask you guys just a question. What do you think is our most listened to podcast out of all of our episodes? So, it, not, not including episode seven. Right. Yeah, yeah. For we're just, just, we're just going to disqualify it right. because it was a crossover episode. Yeah, because yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, so we're not going to give you the specific statistics of that episode? Why don't you answer, Mikey, and then um, I'll answer a different one. I'm going to say just because it's been on the longest, Body Slam. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess... I'm going to say Russell Madness. Okay, final answers? Yes. Yeah. All right, well, first and foremost, Body Slam is our least listened wow. to episode. <laughs> Lucky it us. Also, it was also a worst podcast, so... <laughs> but how would they know that? They'd have to at least you download know, it first. You know how they knew listen. You know how they knew they said two hours <laughs> about <laughs> watching that? If a three-way falls in the woods and no one's there to listen to it. <laughs> uh, even compared to our mini-casts, Body Slam is our least wow. downloaded episode. Although I will say, to be fair... To be fair. To, to be fair. That was like a pilot. It was. It was definitely a pilot, uh-huh. and I spent so much time deciphering the lyrics to the song "Body Slam." <laughs> so much time, and I thought it was worth it for us. Yeah. but we were still we were still hey, finding our. Groove. Listen, we got to start somewhere. Yes. Okay, so, so "Body Slam" least listened to podcast of yes. three way theater. What is the actual most listened to podcast? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Don't do that. It's very bad oh, for that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, fun. sorry. I should, uh, I should know. <laughs> Jake was right on the money. It's Russell wow. Madness. Russell yeah. Madness. Uh, far and away, so far, our most downloaded episode All right. of Three Way Theater. How many would that be? I can't uh, tell you not, those specific. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can just tell you. <laughs> those numbers that, are I mean, classified. I could tell you, right. but I don't want to. I don't want to ruin any of that Let's sweet just say podcast it was money. So much. Yeah. If so far and away, blown so away, many. our most downloaded episode. All right. Easily. All right. Uh, also, Three Way Theater is pretty much an international sensation. Okay. So we're we got it in the UK. We are. We have our proud listener in the UK. Yep. Well, we lost we, them last pod. Well, two podcasts. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're hoping to get them back. Um. Or, or her. her. Um. But we now also have listeners in. Cambodia oh. and France. We, 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 and they're good. lost them. It's actually a ZPB. <laughs> He's French Canadian. Oh, excuse me. Much like uh, the Tomahawk character in this Tomahawk movie. Jock. Right? Tomahawk Jock. Tomahawk Jock. Yeah, yes. it was like a combination of the two aristocrats. No one knows that. No is. one knows who that is. Um, and also, um, final fun fact for you before we dive into the movie. Um. On iTunes, we uh, still have no comments, rates, or reviews. <laughs> oh, that's such a fun fact. <laughs> that actually depresses me a lot. Uh, you know, I think we'd really do something good here, and then, like, to, to tell me that, it's really just a... It gets me right in the heart. Yeah, you should have started with that one and yeah. built from there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, JC is broken, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Uh, I'm asking you, our loyal listeners, to please, uh, if you listen give, to us on the old iTunes, give us a. Take a second and just uh, rate and review. Just give us one fucking star. You could comment and say first. That's still available. <laughs> that, that spot is there. Is that still a thing? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, you just jump in and say first. That you I mean, can you can be the one. I know you've always wanted to be first at something. <laughs> so there it is. Listen, uh, my old uh, my old driving instructor, Rookie Bobby, used to tell me, "If you're not first, you're last." Oh, I never really saw that movie. 
Really? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, well, what can I say? You ever see that one where it's Marky Mark in Wolf Ferrell? Yeah, the other guys. Yeah, no, 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 the one where it's like he's the stepdad or something. Oh, uh, stepdads. Yes, I would have never <laughs> placed that name. That's not the name of the movie. No, I think it was. I'm pretty oh. sure it was. I believe that oh. was the name of the movie. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Nailed it. Um, I'm going to spoil the fuck out of that movie right now. Best thing about that movie, John Cena cameo. Wait, so you've seen it. Yeah. But you didn't know the name of the movie. I can't recall if that's the name. Did you go to the theater yourself to see this movie? You by I actually didn't, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> uh, Did you go with a woman? Does Tim Kilgore count as a woman? No. Yes. Did he have his hair cut yet? <laughs> Wait, what color hair did he have? <laughs> it was, um... I love you, Tim. It was mildew gray. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wrong. So you saw it four years ago? <laughs> movie came out last year. <sighs> um, but best thing about that movie, John Cena. He was he, he redeemed that entire movie. See, I told my sister to go see that movie just for that big punchline at the end. Yeah, it was perfect. So I just have to make sure she doesn't listen to this before. Because I literally told her this morning. <laughs> well, luckily she's had an entire month because, yes. you know, we yes. had our big episode 7. Uh-huh. And now we're on episode 8. Right. And boy, our face is going to be red if somebody comments on episode 7. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be egg on our face. <laughs> it's going to say first i'll tell you right now if there's a comment before this episode airs you can crack an egg over my head all right can i throw an egg no 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 i just commented i just commented all right all right we did it you're on airplane mode oh Oh, no we're crashing (laughs) luckily i have my set Oh, <laughs> yeah, that segue's gone. He's never coming yeah, back. Never that old segue's gone, and it ain't never coming back. Uh, big boss man uh, to the big show segue, <laughs> and to segue into our movie oh, for episode eight. We should be discussing that, right? Yeah, we probably should, huh? Yeah, because we have all those crazy comments happening on our Ooh. iTunes. Now. First, second, <laughs> it's hard to keep up. <laughs> That's a personal problem. <laughs> I get it. I have a prescription for that. It's okay. Can I borrow some? I mean, yeah. You're going to pay me money, though. What? I just got this stiff neck. (laughs) 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 That really tickled him. (laughs) All right, all right. All right. K-Fame! Hey, Mikey, did you know that JC's dad was a boxer? And his mother was a St. Bernard. <laughs> Paula, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Why would you say that yeah, she looks My like mom a dog. is a nice woman. Yes. You gotta hate that beep, beep, beep. <laughs> oh! oh! Shots fired. Oh, I, love, I love Paula. I love you. I love you. She's mad. No, she loves me. No, she's pretty mad at you. No. Mm-hmm. I didn't even mention Ducko. Well, now you just did. Oh, no, I didn't. Mike Pave is already leaving yeah, the JC, podcast. Where's Mikey going? Oh, he, oh he's stuck. Oh, God. Mikey's a sleight of frame man. He is... Mikey's favorite movie is The Wiz. You couldn't just, like, not mention that I was getting up I didn't leaving, know like, what you were doing. I thought you were actually guard. running away. <laughs> he was scared that your mom was going to hear that. Get mad. He was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Later. Well, you know, I wanted to get the uh, the actual DVD cover. Okay. You're going to read the synopsis So first? we can read the synopsis of Kayfabe. Let me take off my now, glasses. Now, real quick, on the top of the DVD, 
there are several awards that this movie has yes. won. Okay. JC seems to believe that these are not real awards. <laughs> well. Um, winner for Best Mockumentary, winner for the Audience Choice Award, uh, winner of Best Comedy, and winner of the Best Canadian Feature. Uh, and they all have those, like, yeah, the very official things. Really, all, you know, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. what that is. So these are all legitimate awards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, apparently, um, this movie has earned 14 stars. 14 stars? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not a single one starred in the movie. Oh. I, I'm just kidding. I love this movie. I'm just Yeesh! Kidding. Slam Sports says this movie is funny. Oh. It doesn't take long for the first joke to come, and they just keep on coming. <laughs> <laughs> Eesh. My least thing, my least favorite thing about this movie is that review. <laughs> uh, on the back of the DVD, okay, it says 70 percent more spandex than Spinal Tap. So they're oh. they're kind of they're trying to be tiny cheek. Okay, yeah. the two. Okay, so here we go. Here is the actual synopsis from the back of the DVD. Give it to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Give it to me, baby! <laughs> and all the fellas do. Pretty fly for a white guy. If you're keeping track at home, that is our first musical interlude of the episode. <laughs> Ever wonder how on earth somebody actually becomes a professional wrestler? It's a lot less glamorous than you might think. Over the last several decades, for 20 bucks a night in front of crowds of less than 100, the stars of the Tri-Cities International Championship Wrestling Federation, the TCICWF, have been trying to make it to the big time by performing their own campy brand of sports entertainment, period. In the process, (laughs) they have inadvertently offended just about everybody in town. And now that the TCICWF is shutting down forever, these colorful, eccentric, clueless indie wrestlers have one last chance to show the world that they belong in the big leagues. In much the same way that this is Spinal Tap, second mention by the way, <laughs> lampooned the world of heavy metal music and best in show skewered the subculture of competitive dog breeding, kayfabe pulls no punches while revealing the hilarious absurdities of independent professional wrestling. It's quite the synopsis. There's a few You're things right, I Mike? disagree with, though. I also, yeah, well, I mean, if you want to dive in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. I don't think they really irritate that many people in the neighborhood. I, that was the first thing that just jumped out at me. <laughs> they, they, they pissed off that one priest. That could, one priest. Because it was their first show running there, a guy gigged on their show. And a lot of those hell and other some swear words thrown and, and if you don't realize what gigged means they tell you uh, in print <laughs> in the first two minutes yes the they give you a, an, it, like they give you a, a review of what each word is and what they mean they smarten you up yes. on the inside terms of professional they wrestling. waste no time in smarting you up <laughs> right so uh, at first the audio quality is not great but it's I understand there's an echo in the room it's a locker room it did improve well so the mean the first thing to get out of the way here with this movie is that it is it really does have the feel of a low budget mockumentary well, because it is a low budget. Like, yes. it was made on the cheap. It was made by, uh, you know, we can dive into that as I'm actually, there's very limited info uh, on, on the movie. IMDb right. page. Although, with the amount of uh, different settings they used, I feel like they, it was pretty good. Like yeah. the different venues they used and shot at and stuff, mm-hmm. everything seemed to be pretty cool. Like, yeah, I'd actually. I it. wish I could. F- I'm, I'm still searching, and I'm having a lot of difficulty. What are you searching for? Just the info, because this movie was made up in Canada. 
This movie was made uh, in conjunction with one of the local groups up there. Came out in 2007. 2007. ECCW was the group. ECCW. And I, I feel like they may have used places where they actually run shows out mm-hmm. of. So maybe before a show starts, they start, they, right. they film a scene or whatever. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so, I mean, th- yeah, there isn't, there isn't a lot to work with here. Well, I'd like to mention that as much of a mockumentary as this movie is, holy shit, were there a lot of real moments in this movie. Well, a it, lot of things that yeah. being in wrestling for as long as we have... That you've seen happen and even, in he, person even in locker not, rooms. Even not even really the scenes, but like, like with the scenes also, but with just people you meet, uh-huh. people you see there, it's just ridiculous the amount of like reality behind it. I'd say this is the first movie that we've reviewed that really does uh, kind of go behind the indie curtain, if you will. I totally agree with that. Um, where you really get a feel, even though a lot of it is um, embellished or put over the top to be a little kind of bigger, larger than life. Right. Um, it really, it did kind of shine a light on things that not many other movies have ever dared to show. We've seen them in the movies that we've reviewed where they kind of peek behind the curtain. If you think about Slammed with Sylvester Turkai. Yes. Um, or the scenes... You know, in Body Slam, where they're talking about stuff behind the scenes in the locker room, you never really get a feel. Even in Ready to Rumble that we reviewed, yeah. as drunk as we were, <laughs> uh, those scenes with Jimmy King and DDP in the ring talking back and forth with each there other. There was a reality behind a lot of what we we're seeing. Exactly. Amongst all the absurdity. And that's right. my that was my point. Yeah. It, that, that was my point. And it took it took a bit to kind of get used to that reality while watching this movie. Like, it took me a little bit to really immerse myself in the world, maybe because it felt too real at times. Mm. But I'm just like, in my so for me, from my perspective, because when I think about it, I'm thinking of it as a movie. What's the story that they're telling? What's the arc? What's this? And I finally started to get it halfway through. Yeah. But it took me a little while to see where they're going. Where they're going to go? Yeah. Is but it the like last because... show ever? Is it the you know the storyline between the rocket and Justice? Like, you didn't know... They, they introduced some other story points with, like, the promoter's daughter. There was literal some points where I felt like it was turning into a murder mystery. <laughs> I don't know if you They guys, find Al's yeah, dead body. The promoter couldn't be found, yeah. And then he just shows up and nothing was yep. anything. It was just done. So A lot of, a lot of arcs where, where one of the wrestlers gets thought to be gay and then it turns out that Swerve... They introduced a lot of plot Very points. sexy girlfriend... So who's your favorite character in this movie, Mike? I love the uh, commentator. The uh, which old one? School, okay. The, the the guy, the old, the wrestler. The Mince me. Is, is that his name? No, that's not his name. What is his it, name? It was, it was, uh, it was something hurt, right? It was like hurt. <laughs> see if I can pull that up. Yeah, because he was my favorite. He was the, he was the retired uh, veteran who had, uh, you know. He seemed to be clueless. Take, uh, exactly. A large chunk of the movie. Right. But then when it came down to it, he was actually a great mind for the business. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of good points. Isn't that how it really is, though? Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking through the cast list right now. Um, you know, why don't you name some people, and then I'll, well, okay. So we've got as far as like gimmick names, we got Wendy Thompson. That's not a gimmick name. That's the daughter. Wendy plays the daughter. The, yeah. Okay. Um, we have girl in bar, man in bar, woman in bar, the rookie, man in bar, Gary the ref. Chicken Bar. Good old Gary the Ref. Father McGilvry. Tomahawk Jacques. Tomahawk. The Idaho Assassin. Bartender. The Cam Loops Kid. 
Gallon Bar. Oh my god. Todd Powers. Okay. Cam Cunningham. The Hammer. Cam. 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 <laughs> oh, the Cam Horn. Uh, Lady in Bar. Superfan. Jimmy Swagger. Steve Justice. Pregnant Woman in Bar. Wait. Bill the Fan. I missed that. <laughs> the Rocket Randy Tyler. Robert LaFontaine. He's got to be coming up. Interviewer. El Rabato Magnifico. Oh! Oh my god! Whoa! I can't... I just saw the same Holy thing you did, shit. Jason. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. All right. So, Travis Waters plays the role of Marco Payne. Marco Payne's the announcer. He's the announcer that's your favorite character. Okay. He's also... The promoter, Al, Al Thompson. Thompson. Wow. Yes. All right. And he's easily my favorite character. Well, Al Thompson's my favorite character. Holy shit. Uh, so he, I was going to say so was mine. together, he played both of our favorite characters. <laughs> and um, just from how... Wow. Just from how real it is, Steve Justice is my favorite character because I feel like he was the realest character in the entire movie. Now... As a heel... Steve Justice... He was the big baby face. He was right. the... No, he was Steve, the heel. No, no, no he, he was the baby face right. in front Steve of the Justice crowd. Was the biggest as it said biggest baby face in as town. it said on the bottom uh, when they ever interviewed him because it's a mockumentary he was voted the most popular ICWCIWFWC that's, that's not even the right that's name uh, close. it is wrestler the, ever I got it it's the it Tri Cities yes go ahead it's the Tri Cities International Championship, Championship Wrestling, Wrestling Federation. Federation. Yes, so the, the TCICWF. Yes. Oh my God, uh, that's a mouthful. It sure is. So, so Justice is your favorite character. I think Justice is my favorite character, not as far as like me liking the person or liking the character, but he felt legit. He felt the realest to me because I know people like that. So Justice was a guy who had made it to the big time. He made it to the show. To the show. He made it to the show for a period of what six months under so, a mask. Under a mask. As like the Phantom, Phantom number, number two. two. Yep, okay. Now the thing about him making it to the big times is in the before the tryout he injured right. Uh, what was the other guy? Rocket the, Rob the Tyler, heel, yes. who pretty much played the baby face on backstage. Camera. Right. Yeah, and it was so, it, isn't that how it goes? The roles reverse. The baby faces are the biggest heels, and the right. heels are the biggest baby faces. Exactly. Well, and, and then really. Uh, is that and again, it made all these different storylines. Like, where are they going? What's the story they're telling yeah. here? Because you're looking at that, and you're like, "Oh man, this opportunity was snatched away from him." From him, and now they're building towards this big main event. They at never. The final it was show. never revealed whether if he did, uh, it on did it on purpose. But at the same time, you have um, the other guy, Rocket, Rocket, who held no ill will towards the yes. guy, and really just he didn't. He didn't think about it that brushed way. Brushed it off exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I still got to get over the fact that the promoter and Marco Payne are the same thing. <laughs> that is insane. He, he showed up on set and he goes, dude, I'm the wig guy. Put me in wigs. <laughs> like, <laughs> because that, that promo, that Vince McMahon pompadour that he wore as Al is ridiculous. He, that, that's almost as big of a reveal as uh, Shana Na singing wrestling. <laughs> oh, man, right? That's going an OMG moment of the Holy year. Holy crap. Honestly, uh, I thought Al Thompson, the promoter, he looked like leaping Lanny Poffo wearing a wig and big fake mustache. Yep. I just... can't wait for our end of the year awards. I know. Uh, the Peacock Awards. Oh! oh the Peakies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh. thought that was better than the Cockies. <laughs> That's on the three-way theater <laughs> right, podcast? Yes, of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
they're Mr. Cock. Oh. It's, it's Peacock, but it's P-E-E. Yeah, yeah. They piss all over yeah, the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, so, uh, do we have a least favorite character in the movie? Um, <laughs> As far as people I just didn't care for in general? Um, yeah, I would say the Rockets, uh, his sidekick. Oh, Cunningham? Cunningham. Cam I hated Cunningham. him. I hated him. He was awful because he had literally no arc to tell. Well, Cam Cunningham, Cam Cunningham kind of played the role of the uh, the energetic kid who really wanted to get he's, a spot. Yeah, he's enamored by the name. By he's the some kind name. of he's like a sweat boy. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, very he's got his gimmick already figured out. You know, he's got his moves. He he fantasizes and being I, a wrestler, and, and not to the detriment of the actor. I didn't like him because I know people like him and I hated him. I didn't like him because again he there was no payoff. He kept he always forgot the ring bell. He always forgot the props that he needed to forgot bring. The table. He, one there time. was a payoff. He did a shoot running. And then he comes to the back and both Justice and Rocket are staring him down. They don't shoo him out. They just stare at him. They're his trainees. But he's not really training. He's advertises just kind of being the uh, fan. And the the volunteer is what they actually call the him. Yeah, they call him yeah. volunteer and lackey. So he's not even training, really. Right. So he wasn't part of the training session they were running? He was just so there. He's the kind of guy who's like, man, I'm in the business now. Right. And he, yeah, he trust me. Oh, I know. oh I know. I get it. We all know these guys. So my, my least favorite character um, was just incredible. Oh, the hardcore guy. But yeah. But the reason we don't like these people is because they were so good at their roles that and we believed right. them. I They're representations say. of people we know in real life. It's Lucky Lupachuk. Uh-huh. Lucky was Lupichuk. his was good his, old Lucky. But he he's doing a just incredible. His entire outfit, the ECW style of the blood everywhere. He gigs every, every single match. match. You're right. He does play his. You're right. I'm not discounting the guys and the actors yeah. and what they're doing, but. You're right. It hits close to home. When you see someone like that, it's like, oh, I know him. I know that <laughs> yep. guy. Uh-huh. Who's we, your uh, least favorite, Mike? Um, I'm going to say the uh, French-Canadian-Irish-Native-American. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Josh. Yeah. No. That guy in his shitty promo. Hey. Well, but he finally figured it he out at the it, end. He got it at the end. <laughs> he never did it in front of the crowd. He only did it in front of the bar. But then he switched that up actually, his angle. That's actually my up, biggest Oh, you know what? You're right. At the he switched up his gimmick. But that is actually my issue with that. I would have absolutely had him do it on the final show instead of at the bar. Yeah. I would have had him go out there, try to be Tomahawk Jacques, cut and, the bad promo. And then just freak out on the crowd. Yes. You, son, you all don't know what you're doing. You work hard. And then he freaks out and they start booing him and then he embraces it yes, in the match against he the takes, Magnificent. He takes off the feathers. He takes yeah. And that turns him into the French like, guy. That would have been a great thing to have happen at the end. Have it on screen. Rather than Be- just have promo pics. Because the French, Canadian, Irish, Native American was just too confusing. For <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just too much to handle to take in all at once. So, Kayfabe basically tells the stories of the final days of Tri Cities Wrestling. I'm right. shortening it. That's fine. Just to go to Tri Cities Wrestling for this, for yeah. brevity here. TCW. TCW. And uh, we come to find out that the building, they're not going to renew the lease for Tri Cities. And they basically have two shows right. to go after the event that we're yes. introduced to everybody at. They announced that the lease is not going to get renewed with two shows left. One of the one of the shows is not in the building, though. So the lease right. should not Just, affect them. So really, they only have one show left yeah, right. in the building. Two shows left in general. Which begs the question is that they're not really a touring company, then, if they're really just sticking to one venue. Yeah. 
Which, and they just get these spot shows. Well, the special, of course, the other show was the show church. at and the a, church. Near the church, yeah. Right. The prayer room. Um, how did you guys feel about the breakdown of the wrestling lingo and everything being spelled out for the fans? I I think that was needed for the documentary, but and also the fucking veils down. Everyone well, I knows. Mean, any kind of wrestling, There's a Wikipedia page for slang. Any kind of wrestling documentary trying to peel back the curtain is going to do exactly that. Yes. So I think as a mockumentary, uh, they definitely uh, achieved that. Whether part. it's any Dateline like special exactly. running they're doing, that's called right. juicing. Secrets of professional wrestling. <laughs> that's like called all blading. That exactly. It's just everything's out there. As Jim Cornette would say, you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. Right. It's it is what it is. And uh, I wish they would use kayfabe more. They use gimmick a little too much. And yeah. I don't trust me as a guy that uses the word gimmick all the time for everything. Sometimes they were just using it where I wouldn't say it would naturally right. fit. But like, again, that's part of the mockumentary, part of the movie. Yeah, um, just a little over the top. I liked the heels' big finish. Good old sweet potato pie. His big super <laughs> kick, the sweet chin music. Yep. Sweet potato I pie. I thought the Rocket and Justice really did a good job of showing themselves as big fish in a small pond. It really did... Uh, but, but but both sides of the coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one yeah. guy that wants to make people look good and he's totally chill and the other is just a, bit, a bitter vet. But and he thinks even he should, so... Okay, I'm not but gonna put here's, where, here's exactly. where I'm going to put a little bit of a, a kink in that. I... I think the you're talking about Rocket. That's yeah. who you're referring to. Rocket's a little selfish himself, and there's parts in the movie where you can see of him being one getting the opportunity to run the show because he's pretty much gotten the job of Booker thrown into his lap by the disappearance of Al, and he's tempted by the ability to be. Now he's the champ. Now he runs the show. I'm going to close out the last show with me on top. Uh-huh. Like, there's well, that crisis of faith that he's going one, through. One could say that he just said that because he knew all along that he was going to give yeah, it I don't think Maybe he, that's no, what Al wanted to do. do I, and Al didn't change the booking. I think, and I we talked about this while watching the movie, that, you in my think, opinion, his plan all along was to go over. And you don't think, that, you think that changed in the match? Yes. That yes. was what I always felt. So it wasn't felt. his plan the whole time? No. I felt that he... Felt like it was an opportunity to finally get revenge on Justice for taking him out of the show. Yeah. And that he was going to use this opportunity as Booker to go ahead and basically job out his old friend and yeah, old tag team partner. I don't know. I mean, there his was old t- tag team partner. <laughs> Are we going to go over the tag yes. team? <laughs> yes. I, um, I love Bangers and Mash. Bangers and Mash. It was the a Sound of Munich. Uh huh. The and third the fla- one. The Flatliners. The Flatliners. The two doctors. Yep. And no, wait. That, they weren't the Flatliners. Those are the other two. Kids. Oh, that was the. I'm sorry. That was yeah. later on. You fool. You can't forget about their biggest uh, incarnation. Though, home, arrested development, arrested development, yes. which had two different gimmicks. Yes, because yeah. they were, you know, when they don't get over at a show, you know, we just throw them out there in a new gimmick. So uh, they went from what was arrested development initially? Just like, they looked like it was PG thirteen. It was a boy band sort of gimmick. Oh yeah, yeah, much right. like the band arrested development. But then that got switched to two mentally challenged men uh-huh. <laughs> called the arrested development, and boy, they got over crazy, <laughs> brother. You should have heard the pops they would get. And their big finish was called the IQ seven five. Of course. <laughs> In case you didn't know, if your IQ is under eighty, oh my god, you're mentally challenged. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, I think that Rocket bangers, bangers and Mash got over like a goddamn house of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until much later that they realized Bangers and Mash meant mashed potatoes and yes, sausage. And, so, yes. and they were like, "We were we ran that gimmick for, for years." years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. And it, that helps give a lot of context into how long these guys have been doing it for, right. especially with each other. Which is why it feels like again the big fish in a little pond. I wanted, I wanted to I wanted to kind of continue what you were saying earlier how you think that maybe he was trying to get back at um, him for not letting him go on the show yeah um, but there were other points where he generally was like oh um, you're gonna work twice tonight and of course the vet why yes. why do I gonna work I'm twice? squashing him and he said well you're the best worker on the show so you he's like yeah you're you right should. about he's that like, yep you're right it's uh, a contentious love hate relationship and, and also he. He didn't give him any shit after he completely changed the finish. He was supposed to run a match where he was supposed to bump around some guy for 10 minutes, yep. destroy him, not get bumped once, and then toss him out of the ring, lose by countout, when he, in reality he wanted to go Broadway with the champion. He wanted to go to a time limit draw with the champion. But the uh, midgets didn't show up, so they needed to fill time. Yes. Right. Well, so I mean, what did he do? He put him in a chin lock for fucking five minutes. Because and, the crowd was chanting, boring, boring. Yeah. And uh, instead of the crowd getting angry at him, he just, uh, just there's, did nothing while they were just chatting. And he was trying to be old school, brother, and I hate that mentality so much. I think the contentious relationship between Rocket and Justice is, is perfectly set up in the opening minutes of the movie where they come to the back after their match, after the, t the original title change. Rocket's waiting there with a beer, and Justice is just sitting there holding his, his jaw like, you're stiff. You're stiff, yeah, what was that? And then he just hands them the beer. No, no dialogue between them. Yeah, but there's, and, also, there's also a lot of vets that'll bitch and complain. Oh, sure, sure. But that, oh, you're stiff, brother. Lay it in, brother. That's where I think it's more about the relationship between these two, and not necessarily just indie vets. Yeah, on the okay. whole, because we get a good snapshot of indie vets as a whole, especially when the promoter, spoiler alert, shows back up at the end of the movie and does a match with the rookie that's fucking his daughter. <laughs> he books that intentionally. And it was fucking fantastic. I had flashbacks to a, a young independent wrestling manager yeah. watching his two re top wrestlers get absolutely demolished. It was so funny. He gave this kid who's got a great body, great look, put him under a full body suit, <laughs> put him under a mask, completely humiliates him. The kid, they're trying to call the match, he goes, listen kid, how about this? I want you to give me a slingshot. You know that fucking movie? You <laughs> knew that. I've been doing that since before you were born. That was the first thing I learned. I went ahead. It works every time. Works every time. So he sets him up for it. Well, I just want to say the other spot he called was the. He was like the kid goes, "Hey, can I do my back body drop? I, it's my best move. Can I do that big back body drop?" And guys like, "Of course you can. Look at me. I can oh, take a bust back listen, body." Listen, you know what? I'll even call it for you. Yeah, how about this? I'll say, "Hey, reverse this one back oh. body drop. Bo body fucking drop. <laughs> look at me. You look like I can take a body drop." <laughs> oh, it was great during the match. He, the kid, he calls, he goes, uh, reverse back body drop. He whips the guy off, reverse. The kid drops down, and he just kicks him. <laughs> just, Perfect. Just knocks him Perfect. down, doesn't let him get the back body drop. So brings good. him Brings him in the corner. He takes the best corner bump I've ever seen in my life. He <laughs> hits it, and he falls back. He died like somebody in the good, the bad, and the ugly. When they just kind of fall <laughs> over, in and they're slow like, motion. Ugh. And uh, the kid hooks him for the slingshot, and the guy just 
sandbags. Yep, does not move. Does not move an inch. Everyone laughs. I think one of the one of the downfalls of doing the mockumentary style and the way they film this, it didn't allow them to be very dynamic with the way they shot the wrestling matches. Yeah. Like I I'm gonna say right now, Grunt is still one of my favorite as far as movies matches that we've being watched, shot. and yeah. especially the way they filmed it and how they presented it. Um because they they showed so many different types of styles, like the opening black and white okay. filming and then the way they shot like the Dick Murdoch stuff. Right. Like it was just really cool. And I don't know if anything has been topped by that since then. And since we're talking about this mockumentary... It's going to be in all the top categories at the Cockies. Or, excuse me, <laughs> the, the Peakies. The, the Peakies. The Peacock yeah, Awards. We're not talking about the Cockies. Also, if, uh, it's also not the Pekingese. That's oh, no. Not, don't want to get that. No, that's that. a dog reward. Daisy's but, not up for that. Yeah, I just I guess I wish because there's an entire... Like, they mentioned it in the credits. All of the actors did their own stunts. Because yes. they're all, they're all wrestlers. pro wrestlers. I like that. I thought there was an opportunity with all these guys that are trained professional wrestlers to do something a little more dynamic with the filming. And I wish that would have been on the table. Obviously, it was a low-budget movie. I get you want the dynamic, but it was so indie wrestling. I thought it was... You're right. I, I think it was perfect for what it needed to be. I think the matches were indie good. Like, let's, they would have been fine on the indie. Let's do the Wyndham. Let's do the Wyndham, brother. <laughs> Windmill. Windmill, brother. <laughs> so, we find out that... Tri-Cities Wrestling is on its dying days. We get introduced to the training gym, well, the boxing gym slash wrestling training center. Wait, I just remembered. That hammer kid, he was training. He was because he, he was supposed to do the Wyndham and then he, he yes. whipped the guy in. He, sh- he hit him with a shoulder That's to the right. stomach and then he started punching yep. him. Yeah, and the he, hammer was. I'm talking about, you're talking about Cunningham. Same yeah, guy. Yeah, that was the guy. Cunningham. Cunningham. That's him. I don't know about it's that. It's the same guy. Cam Different Cunningham. Guy. Same guy. I don't know. Cam Cunninghammer. Cun- yeah, Cam Cunninghammer Zakami. Yeah, different guy. No, it was the same guy. So he yeah. was training. Definitely yeah, different guy. So he really wanted his spot. That's yeah. that. He yeah. asked. He wanted. He hey, I brought my uh, my rocket shirt in case you want me to do a run in. Oh, we've all we all know those people. We all know those people. I knew a guy. He went to a show and said, "Hey, I'm just sitting in the crowd tonight, but I brought my elbow pad just in case they want me to do a run in." Was that you? No. Of course, of course not. Why are you holding that elbow pad? Uh, I just I brought this in case of... In case what? Um, it, in case you wanted... You wanted me to... Me to do... Uh, uh-huh. Do a... Do a... Diddy, diddy, dum, diddy, do it. Look good, look good, you look fine. Uh, look good, you look, look fine. Wedding bells are gonna chime. Uh, that's musical interlude number two. Yes. Here on the podcast. Oh, I love my girl. <laughs> it's your favorite movie. I love my girl. Um, so basically, we learn here that Rocket kind of already is the number two guy in the company as far as the head trainer. Yes, he's the Rocket Raccoon um, to his group. <laughs> I don't get that. I've never, never seen those movies. Does that make sense? It, yeah, that's it's the right reference. Oh, You're okay. on the money with it, but still. Yeah, he's the bigger star, Groot. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, he's the oh, second banana. Daisy, you smell like shit. It's <laughs> lumberjack. No, it's not. That's Daisy farting. It's she's the worst. Oh, she's, I haven't smelled farts that bad since I lived with Rui Batello. <laughs> Rocket is second banana. <laughs> Last time I let Mr. Hunk write my jokes. <laughs> Callback, most popular podcast. <laughs> Muscle Madness. They're actually making one where it's uh it's all clams wrestling. 
It's called Muscle Madness. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Don't snort at that joke. It's just so stupid. He's going to hit him with the muscle tussle. <laughs> Stop. And then his big finish is the muscle buster. Oh! oh! Better than my joke. <laughs> <laughs> ham, ham, ham. Where are we at? Where, where I are mean, we? So here's where the, the, the truth of this movie is, is that there's not a lot to this movie. Because there's big, there's really three big set pieces, the three shows themselves, and the little bits in between are really just kind of uh, shading the universe that they live in. The bar, the after the show, hang out with the wrestlers. The, their, their fake phony fights in bars to keep up the credibility oh my of God. wrestling. To keep up the fact that, um, yeah. that the heels are the babies right. or whatever. The guy comes up to him in the bar to the heel, goes to shake his hand, and the heel's like, oh, I don't shake your... I'm not going to shake your hand. He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Shakes his hand, gives him an autograph, all that stuff. And, and then Justice wouldn't sign the autograph he wouldn't sign he hurt his thumb. He hurt his thumb. See this, this? I can't do this. And then he did it. See my visual thing I'm doing yeah. on this yeah, audio it's very podcast? Visual. Yeah. It's not, it's uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, the rats... And, and the rats and hitting on our newest wrestler, Robert. Yes. Um, who is Casa Supernova. He's oh, a yeah. ladies' man. Yeah. And, again, all of our movies have a lot of homophobic subtext. Right. Isn't, and yeah. I love that... I don't know if I love it, but I thought it was a fun reveal at the end of the movie. <laughs> of course it was, because we know that person, too. <laughs> <laughs> We Where know every character, every guy character you, in this movie. The guy that you completely assume is so gay just wants to get in there and stuff his head in your crotch uh-huh. and then has the hottest fucking girlfriend. Yep. Oh, man. Oh. It's, it, we know every single person. It's just everyone rings true. They're not... Like, you think they're just tropes. You think they're just, like, stock characters that they're throwing in there, but they're all so real. Yep. Like, I've been doing this for 32 years! Yeah. I heard that uh, they were actually they didn't have a ring initially for this movie and they were going to have them all on top of these uh, weird structures. It was going to be called Trussle Madness. I'm not giving you You're that st- one. We're really stretching you, that one. You, you should have stopped with Muscle Madness. <laughs> no, I got more. Don't worry. <laughs> Damn it. Can we, um, can we talk about the promoter's daughter? Uh, okay. Wendy. Wendy. Yes. What would you like to talk about? Uh, so she... Murdered her father? That was where we thought it could go. I wrote wrote that down. Did not come true. We're kind of led to believe that she's this wholesome girl until the dad is away. And then she starts and she fucking this, everyone. She wants to fuck all the wrestlers. But, well, no, she's just fucking the one wrestler. No, she fucked the she fucked the ring announcer because he goes, "I didn't recognize her from this angle." Right. Well, I think. What do you think that's supposed to mean? Uh, well, that's really meta because that's her daughter, da- his daughter, Whoa. Macho Man and Stephanie brother. Oh yeah, that's so hot. Because oh. that no, that was his daughter. He's playing right? his own. Oh, oh, man. oh. yeah, yeah oh. that's what I was getting at. Oh. That's a meta moment right that's there. Deep. Like, and I like to think he was he in reality. He was one person with a split personality, mm-hmm. and he was banging his daughter. Yep. All right. That was happening. All right. I'm down for that. <laughs> what? Hold on. Just here, here out. on the Windcest podcast. Oh. I just checked. Uh, Cambodia just checked out. Damn it. Uh, we lost Cambodia. Yeah, we got censored there right away. Yeah. But we gained India. Oh. oh. Right. What the hell is up with India? They, love the, they, they love the incest. I was going to do it. Oh. Okay. Oh. 
So I didn't think we could offend any more <laughs> people, and uh, Mikey just go went ahead. I mean, Mikey's yeah. just making up his own uh, stereotypes now. Job there, job well done, that. boys. Yeah. Time for my fifteen-minute break. <laughs> Goddamn OSHA! Uh. I hated that they took over on this podcast. Why do we have to start a union? Um, this man, this movie. But should we go to the big ending where it's? Are we going to the ending yet? Yeah, I mean, do we? I mean, do we want to like? The thing is, is that the. I guess I don't have a lot to say. Because um, it just it hits home a lot. It's it was it was very true. true. Uh, can I just say, um, as as with what's been happening, there's been less and less titular songs as we go along. If you yeah, haven't, yeah, true. Um, so I've been kind of making things up, uh, going on the fly. And uh, I have a song that I'd like to read the lyrics to. Okay. It's uh, a piece of work by the songwriter Glenn Goza. He said he wrote it for WCCW back in the day. The name of the song is uh, Going to Wrestling. Okay? Okay. Well, the boss man called, said, coming to work, but I just hung up on that slave driving jerk because he was hassling. Really hassling. You think I'd rather be on a dock or be watching somebody do a hammerlock? I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R A S S L I N. That's wrestling. R A S S L I N. That's wrestling. I like to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. The rumper bumper butt butt delivered by the Iceman. The Freebirds Roberts Hayes and Gordy. But what I like the most is Kerry delivering the Iron Claw like only the Von Erics can. Huh. Glenn Goza going to wrestling. Good old Glenn Goza. Love Glenn, Glenn Goza. Glenn Goza. To wrestling. Huh? Ah. Huh? There was I had all the lyrics written down on my iPod. Don't have it on me. My apologies. No, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, let's go to the big finish. Let's go to the big final night of Tri-Cities Wrestling. And it's where all of our disparate storylines are coming together. Um, but you know what? I will say this. Because... I love. I'll point out that Jake wrote down in his notes that possibly the promoter Al Thompson was murdered. Yes, I would absolutely love a version of this movie where it's kayfabe murder mystery and they treat it like Clue. Yes, and you have to go all around the arena. They're all locked in the yeah. arena together, and you have to figure out who killed the promoter. Honestly, it, it was it, like, it was the daughter in the locker room with the candlestick yes. dildo. Whoa, <laughs> uh, like. Between the mystery, between if the guy actually injured Rocket, if Justice injured mm -hmm. Rocket intentionally, and then when the dad went missing, he brought it up to the daughter, and the daughter's like, oh, I don't know, but I kind of like that he's gone. Like, is she impl To me, that was implying that she had done something right. to her father. I guess I never picked it up as being insidious, but like... Blah! What, what was that? That's Inception. Not oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> it was never actually in the movie. <laughs> but it was in every fucking trailer since then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put uh, that as the um, trailer for the, this next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Rocket was booking the match. Yep. He was booking the show. He had people all... 
Now, one thing I'll point out is that the first show I wrote down paid attendance was paid attendance was sixty seven. I was gonna say sixty two, but yeah, sixty seven. Okay. The and second show was sixty two in the church. All right. But the final show just a month later, four hundred and fifty two pushing five hundo in that building. Well, you know they've been around for a long time. People wanted to see them go. Where the fuck were they last month? Isn't that how it goes though? Last show, it's all over. Yeah. I just was amazed that they. Went up by three hundred percent, and <laughs> you know, friends and family. You know, <laughs> those hey, guys have no friends. Yeah, this is my last show. Uh, the, we got we met characters like the uh, Idaho assassin who uh-huh. pulled out a potato, and the finish was he totally potatoed him. I thought another loved it. A very real part in this movie is when they're interviewing the wrestlers about how they feel about the promotion folding, and one of the wrestlers says, "You know, it's really sad because." A lot of these guys, for a lot of these guys, their this career be is over yeah. because never they see only wrestle in one place. And how many of fucking those guys do you know? Oh man! Oh. Uh, also, the um, the speech we can't we'd be remiss if we forgot about the speech that I forgot about the speech. You remember that Marco right? Payne? Marco Payne. Oh, speech. oh yes, yes. His amazing. Uh, well, for okay, before let's we get go to back that, to that, okay, before we get to that, I love that at this point. The, the, the final showdown is established between Rocket and Justice, where basically Rocket says he's going over. Justice gets in his face. And basically Rocket says, unless Al walks through these doors, then I'm still in charge and this is the finish. Right. And then Al walks through those Literally doors. Literally a second later. Yep, like nothing happened. And everyone's complaining about losing to everyone. And they all have different reasons to. Rocket is wanting to win over um, with Steve Justice, and Steve Justice is like, "Hey, I should be going out. Leave the baby on top." Right. And then you have Tomahawk the, Jock. Tomahawk Jock arguing with the robot because the robot always goes over in their matches <laughs> with a fucking sleeper. With a sleeper, it's called the Power Down. Oh. Yeah, that's what right. they were calling that. I wasn't paying attention. And then, oh, we're forgetting about the breakdancing robot who's not Shockwave the robot. Magnifico. Not Shockwave. But he's... Roboto Magnifico. But he is Shockwave the robot. Yes, he is. He's a, a breakdancing robot. And Come considering these guys are not too far over the border in Canada, I would wager they definitely know Shockwave. Yeah, Shockwave is from uh, and, New York, I believe. Yeah, so. he's definitely wrestled... And he's been around since then. Yes, he's been around forever. This is clearly a homage, I'd say, to... uh, I've actually never met Shockwave, and I would love to. I've met Shockwave. I've met Shockwave. You know, Mike and I, we've been in the business for a long time. We've met a lot of people. Ships in the night. Um, and then you have the argument going on between the Idaho assassin who's like, oh man, I have to lose to this this green kid. I don't even know him. This hardcore loser. loser. Yeah. But then they ended up becoming friends. But like, Best fast friends. But uh, everyone changed their mind once. What's the guy's name again? Marco. Mark. Mark. Ma- Ma- uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> hold please hold the, it. we just said Marco Payne Marco, Marco Payne. Payne Marco Payne comes in and he starts going off he starts tearing them all new asshole Who's it's a pretty good fucking promo it's a great it, and it's a great point and it's fucking true put that promo in right now, now. what did you just say <laughs> you can't get over if you don't win who came up with that one there's anybody here concerned with winning or losing, get up, get the hell out of here. We 
think of losing. It's got nothing to do with him. Look at Al Thompson. He has won the heavyweight title 26 times. You know what that means, Justice? You don't, do you? Means he's lost the title 26 times. Flat on his back, staring up at the lights. You know what it meant? Didn't mean a goddamn thing. Wrestlers are entertainers. Get out there and work your gimmick. Tell a story in the ring. Make those people believe it. I don't ever, ever want to hear anyone talking about who's winning, who is losing. Let's have a good show tonight. Let's tear the roof off this place. Wasn't well, that was okay, a promo. Oh, that was a fucking promo. Like, man, that lights a fire on Let's go wrestle! Yeah! But he makes so many good points. I don't want to lose, though. God damn, did you not listen to the promo? I wasn't listening to him. Go back and listen to it. Come on, if Al Thompson, he won that belt 26 times. You know what that means? He, he lost, lost it 26, 26 times. times. Well, I love when he comes in. First, he comes in and he goes, what did I just hear? Yes, because he's like, absolutely. Who said that? He's furious. He's that, pissed. Also, and was he everyone's just waiting behind that door the entire time. Well, you see, being Al Thompson, he's extra sensitive to the subject. He's like, I, I mean, Al Thompson lost that. Al Thompson, who was also sitting in the locker room during the speech. Oh yeah, right. He should be <laughs> saying something. I want to go back now and see if they had like a stunt double sitting there playing yeah, right? the role. Playing the Michael Showalter character yeah, yes, in One yes, Out American exactly. Summer. That's a movie that's very uh, funny and popular, Michael. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. and, and then they your, your favorite actor, Michael, Michael Ian Black. Oh, oh yeah, my favorite. favorite. Love yeah. him. I know, I'll check it out. Him. MIB. <laughs> Here comes the man in black. black. You know what the difference between me and you Galaxy is? I make this look good. Here comes Michael Ian Black. Defender of the 70s. Right. That's our third musical break of the podcast. I'm that's snorting second, a lot. That's JC's second snort of the I'm podcast. S- I don't know. It might have been more. I've had th- probably three. I think. I think you're thinking of the uh, the mini cast. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. The mini-cast is the Monster Max new sidekick. <laughs> oh, I'm just still thinking about that crazy episode 7. Oh, <laughs> what a wacky... That crazy episode 11. Oh, Josh Hartnett. Wait, no. Wait, can you say Josh Hartnett? Josh Hartnett. <laughs> with, wait, what's the matter with that? Uh, just, it's Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. I'm saying it the same way as you. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. No, that's no. not what you're saying. I'm saying the same way you guys no, are saying. Josh right, you jo- go, Mikey. Josh Hartnett. You, you go, Jake. Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Josh Hartnett. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it just like you guys. No, you're not. Wait, all right, all right. I got it. Josh Hartnett. Why are you pausing between heart and net? I'm not. You're inflecting it weird. No, I'm not. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hart. You like hot Josh Hartnett. It's not, it's not no, Josh. No, no, It's, it's not Josh, Hart- Josh Hartnett. Yeah. Okay. Josh Hartnett. No. Yeah. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. No. Yeah. Uma, Oprah, Oprah, Uma. <laughs> Rob Hagen. <laughs> Rob Hagen. Hagen. <laughs> so. From Johnstown, Rhode Island. 
There was no ring announcer in this movie. Huh. There was. Um, there you go. In there your was. Face. <laughs> and we will not discuss it again. <laughs> <laughs> there was because at one point uh, a guy with a clip clipboard was asking one of the wrestlers what weight he's coming out to tonight. Really? I don't, I yes. don't remember that happened. That happened. That did not happen. That, that happened. hundred fucking percent happened. That happened on the mini cast when we had yeah, Jake yeah. walking around with that clipboard. Remember no, that? No. I was asking your weight. <laughs> How much did this guy weigh? <laughs> oh, it was. We called it arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> arts and farts and yeah, Donovan. Donovan. Yeah, no, you good. got it. That's good. That's good. So the main event. Main event, brother. It's set in stone. They have the finish planned out. It's now, gonna be. Figure four leg lock. They struggle. They struggle. Flip them over. Hits them with the the, the uh, sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Finish them. One, so, two, three. So, Mikey, you're positing the fact that you felt that the finish was always going to be changed on the fly to surprise justice. Yes. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that. He Jake? Na- I'm going to say that he called it on the fly. And, I'm going to say he did not have a plan. He, he planned to win the match, yes. and then he had Until a change well, you of see, heart during you, the match. Well, you see, he, I think he had a change of heart during the speech. Well, he realized... when After were, the speech, I'm going to say. When he got him in the figure four, the crowd was going nuts, and he realized at that point, he pulled a J.C. Marks moment, and he said, you know what? <laughs> you go out there and you job to him. And I said, what? And you said, you go out there and job to him. And I said... What? This yeah. was during the match while you were wrestling him. And and, and the him would be me. Yes. <laughs> Lumberjake. So I think that's the one uh, thing I miss about being involved in the show. Is being able to call on the fly like that? Yeah. That's the one of the probably one of the only things I miss about being out there live with the crowd is the ability to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, because it can create a fun moment. And that's why I think that for Rocket... That match made me, for the record, in NCW. That's true. That was my cementing status in NCW, I'll say that. Yeah, that's absolutely In our small true. rinky-dink promotion, that yes. is uh, that, that win-loss, that definitely, that win made but me. It, it's, but it's a moment, right? You're, you're welcome. And just like... No, <laughs> Thank you, no, J- no, no. Thank you, JC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> what? You want me to... What? <laughs> I've never talked louder and quieter at the same time in my life. There's fucking 80 fans around us, and I'm like, go in there, go in there and lose. What? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure you were saying what you were actually saying. But, but fuck! Like the finish. Thank God, Brian just knew to tap out. The finish was supposed to be a no fucking contest. It was supposed to be a fucking. A, a time limit draw, yeah, yeah, like a whole thing, and then uh, pull, put them over. Why what? would I put that shit bag over? <laughs> I fell off the top rope. I was match. pulling up. <laughs> you did. I fell off the top you rope. Did. Your <laughs> pants were also falling down a lot on that match. Yeah, I didn't have a single yet either. That was horrible. Fact. Fat. Fat. <laughs> so yeah, I I stand by the fact that Rocket changed his mind. You're saying in the locker room. I'm saying in the locker room, and I can see that's a possibility. But I'd like to think that he always had it in his mind that he was going to finally get the win. He was going to close out as champion. And he did. He just saw the electricity from the crowd. Right. Saw the way they wanted it to happen. And as a veteran, brother, yeah, he just, you just, you know. Did the right thing. He closed his eyes and he heard that pop and he knew what he had to do. Brother. And then in the, he tapped out. He gave the guy the big victory. And then, uh, you know what? The guy ended up going back to the show. That's right. Uh, the he's got a pirate gimmick. A pirate Steve the gimmick. pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Steve the pirate. Yeah, the guy on our team. That's a pirate. 
What? There's a guy on our team that's a pirate? That's that's the uh, clip okay. that's going to get us pulled off of YouTube. Yep. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck. So, kayfabe, guys. So, uh, before the... Uh, we, the no, 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 kayfabe, kayfabe. Oh, all right, we yeah. have the big finish, and then we get the three months later. Oh, the postscript. Yes, which I love. I love these things. You love... I think you are a huge fan of these epilogues. Yes. Because you... you like to have a concise well, wrapped I need, up... I need it, closure. It's because of episode one, Body Slam. our least listened to podcast <laughs> of all time, Body Slam, yes. where they just ended the movie. Yeah, pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. But they were setting up for a fucking sequel. It's not Body Slam's fault. Well, it, I guarantee sequel supposed to be Mr. Kim with the Wild Samoans take on Quick Rick and Tonga Tom. Well, I will line argue is, that from episode one till episode seven or eight, then we stop. So you're stopping right now. Yeah. Okay, so you're All done. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're out. Cool. So epilogue. 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 Epi penlog. <laughs> if you have an Man, allergy. Is it really expensive now? Yeah, right? <laughs> Topical. <laughs> so your 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 postscript, we yeah. find out Rocket gives kind of a brief rundown of what's happening with everybody from the company. So as we mentioned, um, uh, goes what's his name goes back to the show. The pirate. The, the Justice, the pirate. Justice the becomes pirate. the pirate. Uh, Tomahawk Jacques drops the Indian gimmick. Yep. After, Love it. After, at a bar, after the show's over, he cuts the promo of his life upon not being able to cut a promo his entire time. Can't get a reaction, good nor bad. Silence every time with him. And he cuts a great promo on Steve, who's always picking on him because he's an asshole vet. And... Uh, then Nails Steve yep. Steve backed down like asshole vet bullies do. And you know, and and that's that's a, a true thing too in wrestling because a lot of guys who have trouble um, doing promos say, "Listen, pretend like it's real." Yes. You know, get those emotions up. Just don't swear, but all you right. got to do. Exactly, and that's what happened. And then he moved to California, dropped the Canadian, uh, dropped no, he's, the he's uh, Indian gimmick. Yeah, and yeah, he's a French, French pretentious gimmick. Right. Because then, uh, you know, you're going to be a heel and you're more pretentious than the guys over there in L.A. Exactly. So he, he was doing real big business for himself. And he had a shirt that said, you're the dead meat. Yes. <laughs> uh, the supposed gay character who turned out to be uh, oh, straight and right. being engaged. in the tag team. Engaged with a beautiful, yes. gorgeous fiance. Who they were thinking of bringing in to the business as well. Yeah, Besides, they wanted to have a four-way. Well, because this was he the flatliners, right? Because he starts teaming up with the rookie. Right. Who and they the were boss's the star. And they were the flatliners. Yes. yes. They, had a, they had a hospital gimmick. Yeah. And he just got word that they're going to be bringing in his fiance, and they're going to have a four-way. Right. Huh. Those are always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I know about that. Uh, I, I prefer three-way <laughs> theaters. <laughs> Good one, Lumberjake. Good one, Lumberjake. Segway. Um, I got you a new segway, Mike. What? I just threw it off a cliff. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to just nip that right in the bud. Good job. Air yeah. bud. <laughs> Air bud. <laughs> um, are we missing any other... Oh, um, we mentioned that Lucky Lipachuk, Lipachuk and... Uh, the Idaho Assassin end up being a tag team, and they opened up a hardcore wrestling school. <laughs> a school just for hardcore wrestling. Uh, G 
GW. We, GW. We haven't mentioned the rookie at all. The, the um, I mean, not the rookie, rather. The, the Christian. Religious. Oh, yeah. The Christian kid, super uber religious. He has a cross on the front of his tights and Jesus fish on the side. That's yeah. right. That's what's really worth mentioning. I loved his outfit and everything. That's probably his best moment, um, is him questioning his own sexuality. Right. Because he's wrestling what he appears to be a gay kid. Casanova. To where we had uh, theorized that maybe he had some suppression there and that he might be gay himself. Subtext, man. But he moved to, like, the Montana Wrestling League himself. He's a huge star. And it was a Catholic wrestling league. Yes, yes. The CWF. Catholic Wrestling Federation. Yes, I get it. Yeah, right. Thanks, guys. So that's that's kayfabe. That's That's it, man. Um, I I enjoyed it. I I liked liked it. it. Um, As we said, it it, a lot of it hits very close to home. A lot of these guys' characters we know, and we've actually met these characters in real life. We've lived it. I said during the movie, the main event between. Uh, the Rocket and uh, Justice. I was more emotionally invested in that match than I have been in any match in a long time. <laughs> you did say yeah. that. That's I, true. I didn't know who was going to win. I was wondering what was going to happen with the finish. I was invested. I loved it. I'm, I'm with you. Um, a big shout out to all these guys who um, were wrestlers and were just playing these characters. I thought for being not actors that mm-hmm. this was very... Well done, as we mentioned before. Yeah. A lot of the uh, you know, the audio was great in this movie. There was no what seemed like any kind of overdubbing. Uh, yep. Lighting was great. Like I just thought it was a really well put together. It was, and movie. again, uh, props to them because this is a low budget independent yes. film. Probably the lowest budget movie we're probably going to review on this. And I remember hearing podcast. about this for years and years. Slammed. Uh, I'd say Slammed probably cost twice as much as this movie and looked twice as worse. But that was just because Lake Bell was there and she was just looking great. Well, they also had to pay fucking Zachary Tyler. Uh, Zach- Zach- Zachary Ty Bryan. No, no Ty. Oh, just Zachary right, Bryan. Right, ZB. Sorry, ZB. I know you're listening. You're a big supporter of this podcast. Big fan. Big, big fan. Of Ahmed Johnson. That's true. He loves him some Ahmed Johnson. We're going down. King of the Ring, baby. going down. Ahmed Johnson. Guys. That was oh, good, right. Ahmed Johnson. That was good. That's pretty good. That was him in Warzone. Yeah. There was also this lady that yelled out for Triple H. Triple H is Tripleicious. And that's the story of Tripleicious Origins. Origins. Oh, next that, next and, month, we'll tell NCW, you the origins of Nord. NCW Origins. <laughs> Our side project. Hey, is that a Norge t shirt? Call me Norge. Norge, 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 Norge. Those Orange. are the origins of Nord. All right. <laughs> Oh, um, this is fun. What did we learn, guys? What did we learn? Uh, I learned that um, if you shake hands very lightly, that tells <laughs> you that you're a real light worker, brother. Um, I've learned that the promoter's daughter is usually very hot and a whore. And uh, off limits. Yes. <laughs> the promoter will fucking kick your ass. Um, and I've learned that if you if you've won the championship twenty six times, means you've lost the championship twenty six times. times. That's right. Well, boys. What are we doing next? Well, we're, next we're going to do... Um, I think next... We, You know what? I think with the new president on office, we uh-huh, got to pick yep. something, really rattle a few cages. Okay. Um, so what are you thinking? I wasn't thinking anything. I was just saying what we need to do. I was thinking of... I think it's time... <laughs> it's time for... We talked a little bit about it earlier when we were deciding on movies. Uh-huh. I think we should go down the Hulk Hogan well. 
And I think oh. we should. Do. All right. So are we gonna do so, Suburban Commando or Mr. Nanny? I think we should do Mr. Nanny first. Okay, Mr. Nanny, because Suburban Commando does not have any wrestling in it. That is, we are kind of bending the rules here slightly. We're bending it like Beckham. We filmed this podcast in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, a year before k I wonder who's going to become president. Is it going to be Obama? <laughs> be McCain. I think that John McCain. He has a chance. <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, you guys. That's Howard Dean. I can't believe that got him knocked out, man. I know. I can't believe like he got Mike knocked Tyson's out. Like Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, am I right? Welcome to 1986, people. <laughs> Dick Lane, start. stop that. No, start that. Oh, my God. I think that we should go down the well of, of the... Because we've talked about before that three-way theater, all these movies we reviewed, we can connect to a universe of, of all these movies kind of linking up. I stand by the fact that Suburban Commando is in fact a part of Mr. Nanny's universe, so we can really kind of bring it all together. And listen, the fact that Hulk Hogan is in it makes it... And The Undertaker. That's right. You're a dead man, Ramsey. Plus, yeah. I was frozen today! <laughs> I actually went to see Suburban Commando in the theaters. Did and you go it, by yourself, you no, cocksucker? No, Me too, and it was packed. I was like nine years... Stop stealing my life! <laughs> It was packed in there. <laughs> People were coming out asking for refunds. It was crazy. They had asked for the refunds. 90s were a weird time. They asked for refunds because there's no seats left. That's what I. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, weren't asking for, Commando. they weren't asking for refunds. Not because they didn't of the like movie, it. no. Because no, there weren't. That movie's a cinematic classic. Um, but I think uh, we should start off going from brother love to mother love. Mr. Nanny. Mother love played the, oh. the maid. I hope your blue cross is paid up. That was a line. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I think we're going to do that next, yeah? All right. <laughs> what do you think about that, yeah? Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, good idea. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. All right, uh, where can you uh, listen to us? Well... Folks, all you gotta do is <laughs> log on to threewaytheater.com. Woo! That's our hub of hub. information. Or if you're on your Apple devices, you can go onto iTunes and find Three Way Theater. And if you have an Android device, you can download the Podbean application. I have the Podbean app downloaded right to my Android Three Way Theater. New episodes, they just pop right up there. Perfect. Boom. You don't even have to notification. Press anything. All right. Done. Boom. Now, um, boys, let's get back to Salad Fingers. No. no we'll no, talk no, to you no, guys no, later no, on the flippity no, floppity no, flip. No. Oh, right. Okay, we'll talk to you later well, on the three. No, ways. no, no, oh. no, no, no. I was not saying. I was saying. I wasn't saying the three-way no, theater. I was saying the uh, colon. Colon. Col Wait, colon. What about a semicolon? You need to get your colon. No, checked. fuck semicolons. I'm, I'm Mike Pava. I'm JC. I'm Lumberjack. And this has been three-way three theater. theater. All right. Yeah. Daisy, you want a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. You think I'd rather be sweating on the dock or watching somebody use a hammer lock? I'm going to wrestle. Going to wrestle. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. 
I love to watch the missing link bang his head on a corner post. And the romper bumper butt butt delivered by the eyes man. The Freebirds, Roberts, Hayes, and Gordy, but what I like the most. Is Kerry delivering the iron call as only the bar lyrics can? Boss called again, said it's time and a half. You'll come in tonight, and I just had to laugh. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, my girlfriend called. Friend, she could be a model for Fredericks of Hollywood, but she was hassling. Really hassling. Said I could come over early and stay real late, but I told her, honey, if we have a date, we're going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. There's Kevin Von Erich when he's really high in flight. Silver-haired Ric Flair when he's out there strutting. Andre the Giant must be seven foot nine. I wouldn't miss this for a dozen girls. I wouldn't miss this for nothing. I said, honey, I hope you ain't hurt. She said, I'm putting on my wrestling shirt. I'm going to wrestling. Going to wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. Well, last night I dreamed my life was over. There were golden streets and fields of clover and the lights. They were dazzling. I looked for old St. Peter at the pearly gates. I found a note that said, I won't be too late. I'm going to rest. Going to rest. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's rest. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's rest. There's gentleman Chris Adams with his super kick in place. There's young Mike Von Erich with his own iron club. And I'll never forget the classic battles of the 70s and 80s. Two champions, Harley Race and David Barnett. St. Peter told me as he let me in from now on every Monday and Friday, Jim, we're going to rest. Going to rest. He spelled it R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's rest. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's rest. Boy, if I'd known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bought these advance tickets. Hey, St. Peter, are you sure these wings will fit in a ringside seat? So Fritz coming up here anytime soon. R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's wrestling. In the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Thank you very much.